0: Hello and welcome to Totally Buggin', the podcast about all things Creepy Crawly. We are your host organisms, Cammie and Faith. This is our fourth episode in a row that we've recorded today. Woo! Woof woof. We're on a roll. Yes, we are. So roll. we are back, baby. This is the last one. We got to get the energy up. Mm-hmm. Energy up. Ow, ow! Woo! We are. No. Oh. <laughs> I don't uh, have, hey, it's game day. It's game have,
1: day. It is game day, which is part of the reason I'm in such a bad mood. Yeah. <laughs> so, Cammy, yes, have you me? ever
0: been a conspiracy theory girly? Um, you know, I dabbled, like, in middle school. I used to watch, like, the conspiracy theory videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Me too. And I, me too. But, like, I felt like I was kind of too smart for them. Um, oh. Like, like, which one? I don't want to say specific ones and have it be, like, offensive. <laughs> oh. um what, Okay, one of my
1: favorites in high school, actually, was that... <laughs> this sounds dumb, but when I explain it, the sinking of the Titanic is fake. That's so stupid. No, 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 no. Hear me out, hear me out. No, you're no, dumb. No, 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 no. Hear me Haven't out! Haven't you seen
0: the movie? Haven't you seen the movie? Cameron,
1: hear me out. Okay, so the theory is that... Um, The company that owned the Titanic had two boats, and they did insurance fraud and switched the titles of the boats at the last minute, at the last minute, so that they could get more insurance money off of the bad boat versus the good boat. So, the boat still sank. Absolutely, the boat still sank. It's just legally... Legally, it might not have been the Titanic.
0: You know, on Totally Buggin', we do not uh, spread misinformation, so I'm gonna... It's just a I'm gonna smack Faith upside the head. Ow!
1: (laughs) But, anyway, uh, we're You know what?
0: Okay, I'll give you one that I did believe.
1: Oh, tell me, tell me. Uh, I do
0: think that they killed Princess Diana on purpose. Oh, they killed...
1: They killed Diana. You heard me
0: say it. I don't think there's good evidence for it, but... No, they killed Diana. I just, in my heart, feel like they did. They killed Diana. They didn't like her boyfriend. I'm telling you, man. All right, well... Anyway, that's my one... Now you're mad that you enabled me. Yeah, all right. So, I'm not saying that they... You know what? John Mulaney. He might have killed her. He might have done it.
1: John, so like, go watch that comedy special. That was funny. If you're in a bad mood, go watch that. It'll mm-hmm. make you feel better.
0: I know logically there's not evidence for them having done that. No, and there won't. There won't be. No, they're but, they're the royal family. But in my in my heart, I just feel like I feel like her death wasn't an accident. No, but I don't think it was either. You know. We're not a conspiracy girly podcast. We are us. We are scientists. No, but
1: today, um, we are going to be talking about a theory based on
0: actual scientific evidence. It just hasn't been proved yet. So, so what I'm hearing is it's not a theory. It's a hypothesis.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would say. I would say hypothesis. We're
0: a science podcast. We you are. Got to get science your terms pod- right. Girly. You're right. You're right.
1: Okay. So while I was scouring the internet Mm -hmm. for um literally anything to talk about on this because I had written my one episode and I was like okay great cool like got, got a good episode going got it um then I said oh bleep what am I gonna do for my other episode and I just started googling things like cool bug Cool bug news.
0: When I don't have my episodes ready on time, I just repurpose old projects that I've done for class.
1: I don't have any bug, I don't have bug classes that made me do projects. Yeah. So I have nothing.
0: Sorry to hear that, dear. I know.
1: I'm, that's very unfortunate, so Yeah, sorry for you. Sorry for you. But eventually I looked up cool bug theories and I stumbled upon the best article I've ever read in my life. I love this. So, Cami, have you ever heard of the windshield bug theory?
0: Yes, I actually just saw a tweet about this yes. like, recently. This is what we're going to be talking about today, the windshield bug theory. Um, the windshield bug theory. I'm sorry. Or, I just, I, I feel like we need to clarify the difference between a theory and a hypothesis for our non-scientist audience. It, it's called, I think it's called a theory, though. That's what people are calling it, but it but is a, not a theory. But it it's is a, a hypothesis. hypothesis.
1: So we should call it the windshield
0: the windshield bug hypothesis. Right. So, for example, evolution is a theory, because but we have so much evidence for. it. Right, evolution is a theory. It's a theory. Because a theory is a tested, well-substantiated, unifying explanation for a set of verified, proven factors. Oh, so it's hypothesis, and then the next level is theory. Yes, so a hypothesis can gain so much evidence in its favor that it can become a theory. Mm. However... If it is just uh, a suggested possible outcome or a suggested Reason. explanation okay. for something without that level of evidence or without even having tested it it's at a all, hypothesis. it is a hypothesis.
1: Okay, so this is the windshield bug hypothesis. Yes. Okay, okay.
0: Thank you. Okay. I, I will feel better about your little conspiracies if we call it a hypothesis rather than a theory. It's a hypothesis, and okay, it's pretty well backed up. So the idea behind this is that- I was going to make a really gross joke. What do you do it? Like like me after eating too much French toast. What did I say before that? It's like extremely backed up.
1: Oh. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> anyway, um, where was I going with this?
0: Where was I going You were going to tell us about the
1: hypothesis. Okay, so the hypothesis is that in the past 20 years, there's been a, I'll say, like, widely observed phenomenon Mm -hmm. by people that their windshields are cleaner in more recent years because of less bug splatters. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of a... Is this, is this real? Is this, like, am I the only person who thinks or experiences this? So, if you think about it, there, there are less bug splatters. I mean, I haven't been alive long enough to be like, I remember back in it's my no, day. I've never
0: seen it, like, in the B movie where there's no, a where bunch of No, where there's a of ton bugs. of splatters, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, he's actually dead. Oh, he's actually yeah. dead. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So...
1: The article I'm talking about is an article on the Washington Post um, by
0: Andrew Van Dam, and okay. it says, "And this person is a staff writer, yes. not like an act, not like some rando like opinion piece person." No, they are a staff writer,
1: mm-hmm. and the title of their article is, "Wait, why are there so few dead bugs on my windshield these days?" Mm-hmm. So, uh, Andrew Van Dam basically wrote a not an opinion piece, but. He researched this idea, this hypothesis, with actual entomologists,
0: like car designers for aerodynamics. I feel like at this point it's just an observation, not a hypothesis yet, because a hypothesis would be the explanation for that. I don't think we've gotten to the hypothesis bit yet. Okay, so we're still... So an observation.
1: Yes, an Mm -hmm. observation that was originally made by Anders Hap Mahler, a Danish biologist in 1966. So Mm -hmm. how he started this observation was he decided to use his windshield of his car as a way to measure bug or insect populations that are difficult to measure. Mm -hmm. So him and his grad students at the same time every year would go take Long drives, basically, and count how many bug splatters would hit their windows to try to try and get a somewhat accurate number of actual bug pop populations
0: mm-hmm. in
1: the wild. They did a few different they did a few different runs of this, and it started in the mid nineteen nineties when he was working at the Paris Saclay University. Um, he originally was studying birds. And he started doing these observations uh, to test the insects that birds are eating. Mm -hmm. And it's actually funny. He could not convince a grad student to do this. He had to do it himself, which I find funny. So got to use that grant money to
0: use the car wash. Got
1: to use the grant. Yeah, got to use that grant money. And they did their best to keep everything else consistent, such as their speeds, the roads they used. Like they took the same path every summer. Um, They tracked the temperature and the uh, wind condition. And they also tracked their bugs with more conventional entomological methods, like catching them in nets and sticky traps, counting insects, Mm -hmm. local swallows are feeding their chicks, stuff like that. This was just kind of like an extra way to um, boost their data for insect populations, which Mm -hmm. I think is a very creative and kind of fun Way to do it. Like, you just go for a car ride and Mm -hmm. count how many times something splats on your windshield. So they started taking this data in 1996, and they have data from 1996 until 2017. Guess how much the insect splatter percent fell from 1996 to 2017? 70%. You're close. 80%. Okay. So there were 80% less splatters from 96 until 2017 um and on their other route which was longer it plunged by 97%. Wow. So clearly something is going on here. Like okay, scientifically you can't exactly prove it but like stuff I feel like stuff like I would feel like I'm There's on, a
0: pattern that we have, we are able to observe here.
1: I would feel like I'm onto something. There's okay. definitely Um, a pattern. The data
0: suggests that something's going on.
1: Yes, and this is good data because it's, we as entomologists comparatively know nothing about insects. Like, there are so many different types and different behaviors. Like, we are not just at the beginning, but there is still so much that we don't know that could be um, affecting these numbers, and Also, um, insect numbers are harder to track year to year because populations don't really stay the same year to year. They can change a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of
0: fluctuation. Yeah,
1: even like season to season, day to day. It's really difficult to track, but this continuous downward projection is concerning, And so um, the writer of this article spoke with, as he calls them, many smart people, which were um, entomologists and wheat farmers. And some... Why wheat farmers? um, I think they might have been people local to the area. Oh, okay. That, like, observe lots of insects. Okay. Um, And some people think that maybe the cars have changed and not the bugs. And the, I guess this would be the hypothesis, the explanation. So the idea behind this is that as we make more vehicles through the years, they're becoming more aerodynamic Mm -hmm. and they're increasingly efficient their airflow, whisking the bugs away from the windshield instead of hitting the splatter head on. Mm -hmm. So depending on the make and model of your car, if you have a newer car, in this hypothesis, your car is more aerodynamic, which means you're going to be hitting less insects. And um, they consulted experts in the computational fluid dynamics field. Okay. So they talked to many different they talked to many different like physics experts, airflow people, car people, mm-hmm. lots of stuff. Okay. Um and the experts that this author talked to said that the airflow doesn't the improved airflow wouldn't do much um for a bug and many of their aero improvements uh focus on the rear of the car rather than the front mm-hmm. so basically there's not much of a difference one of the people they talked to was um Kevin Golsch an auto industry vet veteran that has spent decades studying like um, wind wind tunnels and strategic fluid design and simulation at Altair, which is a global tech company that makes simulation and AI software. And he says, quote, from an aerodynamic standpoint, I've done a lot of studies on contaminations of sensors, especially for autonomous vehicles. And I think most everybody's given up on trying to influence what happens at the vehicle level for dust particles and rain. So Mm -hmm. the example used in the article is consider raindrops. They're about the size and weight of an insect, but uh, car designers don't really care about changing the aerodynamics of the windshield so that you're hitting less rain.
0: Okay. You know what I mean? like. But why not? Like, wouldn't that help with visibility and make it safer for people to drive in inclement weather? I mean, maybe, but I think it would just be so, like,
1: complicated to, like, do it for minimal results.
0: Honey, I mean, making a car go is complicated. I know, but... Driving is complicated. Let's be real. <laughs> I, hit the, I hit the curb multiple times today when we were driving. Yes, I weekend, know, I noticed. Just... I was, I was holding on to that handle for dear life. Oh, oh, my God.
1: Liar. My car doesn't have the oblique handles. Oh. I wanted them. My dad was like, no, this will be fine. And then whenever he drives with me, he's like, oh, looking for the handle. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. So it while it could be modern auto designs are reducing bug splatter, it's not... That's not very convincing to this mm-hmm. author and to other people that he spoke with. Like, there might be a chance that this is what's going on, that the insect is just like kind of riding the wind current up off of the windshield. But according to the article, there, w- there was also observed a 60% decline in insects between 2004 and 2021 um, from a British study in the Kent Wildlife Trust,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: there are fewer dead bugs, regardless of the aerodynamics of the car. And again, looking for more answers, the author consulted Matteo Aroni at Anesis, which is model, which is a company that models physics for car and aerospace firms.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Aroni, who is an expert in calculating how air flows around cars, mentioned that there's, if a finite number of bugs that are roughly distributed, um, the number of bug splatters must be function of the area of the windshield. So basically, (laughs) what they figured out is that it's a simple um, fraction Mm -hmm. of bugs per windshield, And if the numerator, bugs, has gone down, what about the denominator, the number of windshields?
0: Is this the number of windshields or the size of the windshield?
1: Okay. I'm a little confused. It's actually the number of miles traveled by each square foot of windshield. So this is based on our driving habits. So, So the idea is... More people are driving, which means there's more square feet of windshield on the roads. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at the graph here in the article. This has skyrocketed since 1970. Mm -hmm. Way more people are driving way more often. So this fraction that you get to of bugs per windshield, the amount of bugs has decreased, but the denominator the amount of windshields has increased drastically okay which yeah, is gold- so
0: that's gonna compound the change in. oh for
1: sure yeah
0: okay so it's not there's a change in x and a
1: change in y there's a change
0: in x and y which means you are going to see
1: significantly less bug splatters on your car than in okay. previous years and then the article just continues to talk about how there's more public transportation. There's more people driving more cars. People have to drive more cars more often. Mm-hmm. And there's also
0: cities ain't walkable. No more. The
1: cities ain't walkable. And there's mm-hmm. also um, more traffic, which means in each car is riding in the other cars like bug free.
0: Yeah, if you're not going as fast, streams. if you're like bumper to bumper, in traffic if you're bumper to bumper time. in
1: traffic, you're not going to be Cruising down the road. Aw. Sorry, Cammy's working on yarn I'm and there's a, a...
0: manufacturer's not in my a, yarn.
1: Yeah. Lame. I hate when that happens. Sorry, continue. No, you're fine. Also, just due to driving habits on the road, you're encountering less insects because of how traffic works, basically. Yeah. So I will quote the article one last time. Quote, so in our little thought experiment, which makes the depressingly accurate assumption that bugs are finite resources, our bugs per windshield metric would have been cut by two thirds, even if the number of bugs had remained constant. So if bug populations had remained the same from, let's say, the 1990s to now, We still would have seen a decrease in bug splatters because of how much people are driving. And according to entomologists, the bug populations have severely declined. Mm. Like we said earlier from the Kent Wildlife Institute, they've declined by 60%. Right. So this combination of factors of there are less bugs out there and the windshields, not dynamics, but... I'll say driving habits Mm -hmm. of people have been leading to less, less bug splatters on your windshield. So Mm -hmm. if you've ever thought about this or maybe you haven't, you're not
0: crazy. It's not you. There are less bug splatters. Faith. What? I'm going to need you to look up the definition of, of a conspiracy theory because you had me so nervous at the beginning. This is just observable phenomena that is that there's Backed data to science. explain a hypothesis for it this, like it's more fun to keep you on your toes no no no. look <laughs> I, it's important to me that you know what a conspiracy theory is all look right. up what is a conspiracy theory all right all
1: right we're on a
0: tangent but yeah that's you had me thinking i was gonna like be flipping out like oh my god we can't like be spreading misinformation on the podcast
1: a conspiracy theory is a belief that some secret but influential organization is responsible for an event, anne- oh, for an event or a phenomenon. Okay, so no, this is not a conspiracy theory. Yeah, this is a. Uh,
0: this is a. <laughs> That's why you had me nervous at the beginning. This is a commonly held
1: observation backed up by hypotheses mm-hmm. and facts, mm-hmm. and eventually it boils down to math it boiled down to a fraction. Yep. So yeah, if you've so noted in
0: school third graders who are learning fractions, you know who you are. Mhm. So yeah. That's about all I have for okay. you. I just I felt I was it. pleasantly surprised. I fell down a hole at
1: 9:30 while I was at work at the library and I found this article and I was like I my jaw was on the floor the entire time mm-hmm. I read this article. So, yeah, you're not crazy. There are less bug splatters.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for taking on the, us on this uh, little journey. Thank you for coming with me.
1: I needed, mm-hmm. Like, you know when you find something really cool and you just need to tell other people about yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's you, my dear listeners. <laughs> Welcome to the, now you know the
0: dynamics of bug splatters on your windows. Yes. Mm-hmm. You'll never again have to wonder. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye thank you for listening to totally buggin you can support totally buggin by following us on your favorite podcast platform and sharing our episodes with your friends we can be found on twitter instagram and tiktok for updates episode previews and additional content you can also message us on those sites to request episode topics our website is currently under construction but it will be back up soon thank you